Another thing. I'm sick of this fucking bottle shit. We're fucking kicking tops off of bottles, you goofy motherfuckers. It's time to pull out all nighter. Welcome to Pigs Pod Gaming Podcast and the the thing. Welcome to the pod thing. I'm Oreo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I'm Q Stick, episode 54. And I'm I might be having a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> you smell toast? Yeah, but I think there's yeah, there's toast cooking, I think. I think. You Do you smell toast? toast? I don't smell toast. I do yeah, smell some Chinese that I had. You make it. You toast toast. You toast bread, and it becomes toast. You don't cook yeah. bread. What are you doing? I'm cooking bread? No. I don't know. I'm trying to get this bread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get this toast, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get that toast. I don't want bread. I want that cooked shit already done. I'm trying to get this toast. That's what it should be. I don't need no bread. I need toast. That's what I need. But uh, yeah, what episode is this? 54? 57? 54. 54. 54. So we're like seven away from 61, which is eight more away from 69. <laughs> nice. 69, dude. Dude. What's up, dude? So yeah. Um, Today I wanted to talk about something. Today I didn't really, I didn't really exp- explain it to Q. He he just he just asked me, uh, "What's today's episode about?" That's how he sounds when he messages me. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that how you hear my voice in your head? Yeah. What episode about today? Kermit, Kermit, Kermit. Uh, but yeah, support. What's going on? No, I wanted to talk about. I just turned on my Xbox on accident. Don't don't worry about that noise in the background. It might sound like it's taking off like a helicopter. It's not. But uh, I wanted to talk about. Support, support. Let's see. What did Q say when I said support? Uh, let's see. You said like what kind of support? Like tech support, emotional support, boobies. <laughs> well, booby support. You know, we can talk bras. Yeah. So I want to talk about the importance of bras and the difference between bedroom bras, everyday bras, and sports bras. No. <laughs> no. No. We are a free the nip uh, organization here. We are anti. We are anti bra. Oh, you're right. So, no bras. Let them. Yep. Let them out. No. Let them puppies free. So no support for for the boobies. Okay. All right. Well, no, no. I wanted to talk about a, a different kind of support. Well, I wanted to talk about support. I wanted to have like an overarching theme about support. The main the main thing I wanted to talk about support though, because I I saw something recently like. I saw like both sides of the same coin. I'm sure you've seen it every day. So you saw a coin. Yeah, I saw a coin. I looked at both sides. 
one side was heads and I flipped it. And lo and, and behold, the other side? It, it was it was a bird. I didn't see a tail, so I don't know why it's called tails, but it would have been funny oh. if you said it landed on heads again, but we'll just digress and keep going. Oh, yeah. No, shoot. Craig, edit that out. All right. So I flipped it, and then it was heads on the other side, and it was like a double head. And then I was like, whoa, double header, head, head. That's, that's some good head, head. <laughs> Is that a ba- baseball reference? Yeah. No, shoot. No. Hey, Craig, All edit right. that out, too. <laughs> as he's furiously typing in the chat going fuck all of you <laughs> he, he no longer gonna edit this bullcrap fucking <laughs> fuck all y'all <laughs> now I saw, I saw two sides of the same coin wait I saw the same side of the coin on the second the side there was two sides on the same side wait so there were alright forget the coin so <laughs> forget the metaphor. There's too many numbers here. I'm I'm getting lost. Forget the metaphor. <clears throat> but no, I, I recently saw uh some stuff that I mean being part of like I don't know, I guess sort of we like gaming. We like playing games, right? So <laughs> like sometimes we, we see gaming stuff and like I see so many different parts. Like you see some people, and this is what I want to talk about support. You see some people that you know you know, don't support gaming, don't support their their kids that game, don't support their friends, you know, that game or whatever. The, the biggest thing I wanted to talk about is like parents, parents supporting kids. But it's it's a hard coin to flip. <laughs> Especially when it has the same side on both sides. Yeah, it has two sides on the one side next to the other side. But uh no, it's hard when you when you start talking about like support, you like you parents should support their kids like whatever they want to do like but then you think about it and you're like well whatever they want to do like uh, no i like to a certain point if they're like i want ice cream for dinner you're like fucking again all right if, if, if i want to support you so fucking right on have fun like, I don't, <laughs> you can't just let them do whatever and get away with murder and you can't just let them play video games like 24 hours a day and they just shit in their pants and they don't eat and they just fucking, they don't shower. Like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like you, you help support them while also, you know, doing the other part of parenting. And like, it's sad how many people don't support their kids, you know, even if it's just a hobby, even if they're not, you know, they're not going to be the next fucking ninja or not even ninja. Because nobody's ninja. Ninja's ninja. If they're going to be the next, you know, I don't know. Who, who's a person that has 200 followers? <laughs> <laughs> well, it ain't us, so they're better than us. If they're going to be the next Mudcat, I don't know. It's, like, even Ouch. if they're not going to be huge, they, but they're going to be super popular and, like, be able to, to, you know, be on that point where it can almost be a full-time job. Like, if, even if it's just a hobby, though. like. I I hate it. And not just video games. I hate it when I see parents like don't support their kids and like the hobbies they want to do. And yeah, I, I get it too. Some of them, it's a money thing. Like, you know, if your kid wants to fucking take up, I don't know what's a super expensive sport. Fucking, I was going to say archery because archery can get fucking really expensive real quick. But like, 
know, let's just <laughs> say archery. Let's just go there. Archery. All right, go ahead. <laughs> we're, we're, we're fucking the metaphors this episode, so keep going. <laughs> so on the on the one coin of archery, there's there's an archer, and then on the back there's a, a re. So you got the archer re, and then no. <laughs> it explains the bird holding the arrows on the back of the coin. Got it. Yeah, you that's why the bird was there. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So, yeah, and then on the head, that's where you put your head behind the arrow when you look. But not like archery or soccer or baseball or video games or you know, just wants to do hair and makeup and paint their nails all day, like, you know, whatever it is, you support them, again, up to a certain point, you know, if they, like, dude, I fucking just love doing heroin all day, every day, <laughs> you're like, whoa, let's hold on there, buddy, let's, uh, <laughs> let's back let's up a little bit, it. well, Oreo said I should support them, so, let <laughs> <laughs> me shell out a 20 bag and keep going, yeah, I mean, you, you gotta take your judgment and decide up to what point but like i hate it when like parents like don't support their kids and like you see especially like i hate the sports parents too where they don't support their kid in the sport they want to do and they basically force them to do the sport that the parent wants them to do and you know you got the kid like i want to be in theater but fucking dad said i gotta play baseball so he fucking hates it and you're just forcing them to do shit like Man, I don't, I mean, I get that you fucking had aspirations and you had all these dreams and a bunch of shit that you never accomplished, but that doesn't mean you you fucking have to force your kid to try and be what you weren't. Like, you gotta let them, you're just there to teach them the basic lessons of life, and you just are supposed to be there to support, you know. Uh, I see what you did there. The metaphorical titty that is your child. Or you, or literal boob, either one. Yeah, or their literal boob, and you know, buy them their first bra and everything. I mean, your son's big enough to get a bra. I mean, you got to get it for him. You know? Bro, or man's ear, if you will. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they got those. <laughs> but like, especially well, see, video gaming. I see what you're saying. You know, there there is a there is a epidemic happening, especially in in the the states where parents are completely checking out with their children or they're, yeah, when they're I say, one or two things they completely check out or force them to try and be what they weren't. Well, and see, I think that the, the checking out is not, not just in the checking out and not really being there as a parent, but they're, they're checking out as a parent as entirety, because when you're forcing your ideals or your vision of what you wanted to be on your child, like you said, you know, you're going to play baseball and not be a drama kid. You know, you're still checking out as a parent because that's not that's not what a parent is there to do. Um, yeah. I, you know, I have a I have a little mini rant when it comes to video <laughs> games and and children and parenting. I yeah. oh, here we go, guys. <laughs> here, <laughs> here we go. Queen's ready. <laughs> Snort. Um. Now, <laughs> my my issue my issue with kids and parents and gaming is. Parents are using the video game system as a babysitter, and you're seeing it more and more often. And this is honestly, this is one of the reasons why I I gravitated towards the Xbox over the PlayStation when I was first getting into console gaming, however many years ago it was, because the PlayStation Network was essentially free if you thought, you know, 
there was no subscribers. You just, you know, you bought the game, you turn on the PlayStation, you hooked it up and you're good to go. So it was really easy for, for kids to be using the PlayStation. And it was just a sea of children. And that really turned me off as a, a older young adult gamer. And now, you know, the millennial generation versus the, the, the Gen Zers or whatever, whatever that the, the newer generation is. And I just, I, I despise playing with children. I, I really do. Um, I they need, they need to be like in their own place. That's what I miss about the old Xbox, the 360, where you could have, you know, you had the underground and you had the this and the that. I miss yeah, that kind of like split communities, like yeah, because and, and yeah, and I just for me, it's not that I want to play. I don't want to play with a squeaker, or I don't want to play with someone that's screaming into their mic. I don't. I don't want to play with somebody that doesn't share the same mindset as i do you know (laughs) i have i have nothing in common with the 13 year old kid that's playing the game i just don't and there's nothing wrong if the 13 year old kid wants to play but i just don't want to play with him because i'm a parent i have a five-year-old daughter you know for a very long time i was raising our raising my nieces they were you know up and coming teenagers i i played video games to escape children you know being a parent in the house you know, if I, it was not proper for me to just do, you know, drop the F-bomb every chance I got, you know, even though that's a common vernacular, that's a common word in my vernacular when I'm not around children, you know, yeah, being around children, raising them, yeah, it, right. And being around children, raising them and being a parent, these are things I can't say, you know, so when I go to play a video game, I want to be around people that are of my age, you know, and my mindset, where if something happens and I think, motherfucker. You know, I don't have to go, oh, man, I hope they don't tell the teacher I said that, you know. So <laughs> by by being able to do that and be able to play online, I've been able to d- escape, you know, video gaming is escapism in its, in its purest form. And I've just, I've detest, absolutely detest parents that buy video games that are outside of their age group. Like, you know, the, the yeah. eight-year-old kid getting to play the you know, play the Call of Duties because it's literally there's there's a rating on it. Like we, I grew up in the '90s where video game ratings was this it was talked about on Congress. You know they yeah you know, they they hauled up the the developers of Mortal Kombat and put them in front of a congressional panel and had them explain what Mortal Kombat the video game is or was to the, the fucking World War II generation that was in Congress at the time. There was they nothing. You had a group of uh, late uh, baby boomers, early Gen Xers, trying to explain a video game to the air quote greatest generation. There was just no, there was no understanding of it. So they, you know, they finally pushed through these ridiculous rating systems and forced these rating systems on my generation. And then you have <laughs> the older side of my generation, the older side of mine and yours generation, and the younger boomers. And even some of the Gen Xers are now buying these games just to shut their children up. Yeah. Well, that's where, that's the whole. I guess you're not forcing it on them, but again, you're not you're not you're not molding them. You're you're basically uh, just setting them down, and you're here's this like you know. I mean, my son likes playing video games, but that's not all he does. His favorite, his two favorite things that he likes to do, he he likes swimming, 
So like I get him swimming lessons, you know, I get him a pool pass so he can go every day as much as he wants, like go swimming all the time. Freaking. And then he loves cars. Like he'll watch like a YouTube video and be like, Oh, we need to do that to our car. And be like, all right, we don't really need to, but, and so then I'll, I'll show him, well, all right, let's change the oil. Let's change the brakes. Let's, Oh, like the other day we got a flat tire and I was like, Oh, you want, you're going to help me. I'm going to show you how we're going to plug a tire and refill it. So you're, you're going to learn it. I mean, he's only six, but that he freaking loves all these hobbies. So I'm like, I let him decide what he likes. And then I'm like, all right, cool. That's what you like. So we're going to do that. And it's going to change a million times over. I mean, video games will probably always be there in the background, but I'm, I'm also talking about like the bigger picture, not just like kids. I also mean like they're your children's entire lives from the time they're like three and can start, you know, actually forming sentences and, and thoughts until they're like, you know, 30 when you should basically be done by that point. <laughs> like right. I mean, through that whole time, if they, you know, decide that, you know, they hit some route, you know, oh, I'm going to be a mechanic or, oh, I'm going to be, you know, a pro video gamer. Like you need to be there to help them throughout and discover stuff. And then, like, like I was saying before, you got to be a parent and then embrace what they decide. You can't force anything on them. But again, like I said, you got to be a parent. And part of being a parent isn't, you can't just buy an Xbox and go, yeah, my kid likes video games. And so that's all they do every day, all day. Like, that's one cool thing about the Xboxes. And I'm still messing with it too. Kind of parental settings and what games to play and how long to play. And then, all right, well, maybe we should be done gaming. You want to watch one of those car YouTube videos and let's go work on the car. I mean, that's the whole struggle. Yeah. of. Uh, you know what it sounds to me, you know, and this <laughs> is going to sound super cliche, but I'm going to say it anyway. Do you know what it sounds like you're doing? What? Being a parent. Like you're acting <laughs> and not, and not just in the cliche, oh, I have a kid, so that makes me a parent. No, no, you're raising your child. You're instilling values. You're instilling responsibility and sense of self. You're actually yeah. being a parent. And honestly, I feel like that's one of the issues that our parents' generation didn't get. I Yeah. I don't and, I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, actually, I will I, I do. It's 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 pretty simple when you think about it. You know, you had our parents' generation, which would have been, you know, uh early boomer or uh, the boomer generation, or maybe even like the very late World War II generation. So parents that were born then mid fifties, you know, going towards up to the early seventies. Yeah. Um, that's, that's about where our parent generation is. And there was this children should be seen and not heard. You know, mom needs to be subservient to the household and make sure the house is in order for dad to come home from work. We know. And that was it. You know, you oh, came yeah. home. Well, you only had... always, they, were, they were treated differently too. That always bugs me too. When like kids are treated differently. I mean, yeah, obviously they're different. But they're also people. I mean, I'll ask right. my son what he thinks. I mean, yeah, he's only six, but I'm trying yeah. to encourage him to think, not be yeah. told what to do. Right. And that's that that's, that's one part of, of that, that generation. <laughs> right. You know, that's that's kind of that's kind of I really feel like that's kind of where it started. And then yeah. you you have the the next generation, uh the 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 boomer generation, they you know, they were of the uh, you know well, I was expected to be seen and not heard, so that's what I expect of my children. But meanwhile, you know, technology and the economy and and life is beginning to speed up to the point 
where parents are working way more than they used to uh, in the past, and children are not getting that that face to face interaction with their parents as much as the, as as our parents' parents did. So now you're getting a breakdown of what it is to be a parent, and you know you're you're our generation, a lot of our generation, myself included, you know that that video game was a bit of a babysitter, but it was also a lot of escapism because you know here you have the first time in in, in a few generations you're beginning to see a slowdown with what the parents you know what parents are making the value of their dollar is beginning to slip so they're constantly working more you know there's yeah. a lot of you know their technology is beginning to explode especially through the 90s where you had our generation was becoming more and more technologically involved and our parents generation you know saw those newfangled things on TV that you push buttons and you were connected to some intranet and nobody didn't really know what that was. So there was a lot of hands off about, you know, what we were doing with our time, especially with technology. And yeah. there's a lot of there, there's well, a lot of understanding of what it even was. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you know, technology has been the greatest addition to our society. And it's also been the biggest detriment you know, to our society, yeah. because now we're beginning to because become it's abused. It gets abused and we're getting more and more addicted to it. And I feel like our generation is a very special generation that will probably never exist ever again, because we remember when the when the Internet and technology wasn't centered in our lives. Yeah, we were there for both parts of it. Like, right. And we'll never. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and we'll never see that again, because I, I mean, I know with your with your son, you know, you can hand, you know, at two, three years old. He would pick up your cell phone and he was opening it up and playing with it and might have been playing a game on it, you know, and could navigate to YouTube or whatever, you know. And then you could take yeah. that exact same phone and hand it to your grandmother. And she has no and, idea what's going on. If she can get the screen to light up, you know, that's yeah. an impressive and feat. Pull for her. close to her face and get her glasses yeah. up. And yeah. And at that's, it. you know, and that's, that's completely changing. And I've watched, you know, uh, I've watched my daughter, you know, because Isabel is just a couple of, uh, or just a year behind uh, your boy, and I've watched her, like, slowly begin to navigate the, her technology. Like, she has a TV in her room. She has a DVD player that's hooked up to uh, YouTube, right? Hooked up to the internet. Yeah. It's got the YouTube app on it. And she loves to watch, um, she loves to watch the, the, the shows where they're opening toys, like the little mystery supply, oh, the mystery yeah. supply. She loves watching those. Yeah. And um, toy review. Yeah, she watches that one. Uh, she watches <laughs> like uh, there was another show called like the Fizzy Toy Show. You know, there was um, where, that she would open up and that woman that if you ever get a chance to watch that show, that show's really impressive. And she is she is making a killing because you know oh, they yeah. started out where she was buying the little toy packs and she would open the packs up on camera and then proceed to create a little skit where they're talking and whatnot and. It's now to the point where the companies are sending her free samples to advertise on her channel because she's yep. got thousands of viewers. And I was blown away. Like, this bitch is opening up toys. And she's probably getting mm-hmm. she's probably a getting play. a penny for every 50 views. And this bitch is that's all she's doing. I'm like, that's impressive. But she watches that show and then she watches this other show that's like a father and son that just do stuff. And they do stuff together and they record it. And then, and then the dad has spun off and doing a separate channel where 
these it's like skateboard related and then there was like a whole series of videos where him and his buddy were like eating progressively hot peppers and like challenging each other to eat these different peppers and whatnot and you know i was uh you know was really really impressed with you know the way they're coming up with their stuff but they get coming back to what i was getting at with it was she has that set up in her bedroom and yeah. you know, up until here the last maybe year or so you know, we've always had to go in there. Oh, I want to watch Fizzy Toy Show. I want to watch Turbo Toy Time, or I want to watch Andy's channel. So you have to set, put it in there for her. Now, just by watching what I'm doing with no instruction, I've never showed her how to do this. She's figured out how to do it, and yeah. it's, it is now. You know, I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to go watch YouTube. You go right ahead. I don't have to. You know, I'm lazy. I can keep doing what I'm doing. She can go into the room and she can she can watch whatever it is that she wants to watch, and. She's fully immersed in it. It's, it's almost like learning a language. The best way to learn a language is to just be fully immersed in it and oh, you're off yeah, the races yeah. and you can figure it out. That's the huge difference. Our generation had to learn what it was like to maybe become technologically proficient. The new generation, they're fully immersed in it. I, I can't wait to see when well, our generation touches everything too. It's like, oh, yeah. and they're, they're going to be so smart with like every aspect of it. I was going to say something about that too, how like not just technology, but the world as a whole, which has been influenced by technology, but the amount of occupations and hobbies and everything, it's the highest it's ever been. I mean, old hobbies don't go away. New hobbies just show up like all the stuff that everyone was doing in the twenties, you know, riding horses, uh, you know, learning how to build cars or whatever. They built cars in the twenties, right? <laughs> build cars and build roads and buildings and make, make shoes and clothes and stuff that that's all still around. But now you also have, you know, all the sports, you know, skateboarding and football and soccer. And then you also have all the technology stuff. You got flying drones and racing cars and, you know, uh, computer programming and, and YouTube, like content creation, which is like a crazy new one. This is like, I would say recently in the last, like maybe six years has really become an actual occupation, content yeah. creation alone. Oh yeah. Uh, like, and, and so there, much, there's so much new stuff to do. Like, I think one of the things that's amazed me with, with, with social media and YouTube content creation is the fact that there's people that, that, that are just getting paid to come up with shit. Yeah. yeah, just to and, do, just to be on camera. Sometimes people yeah. don't even come up with anything. They're just on camera, talking, doing nothing. Yeah, it's 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 blown my mind. Especially, like I said, I've watched a couple of the the shows with with Isabel, with her, with the different shows that she's watching, and I'm like, this guy is not doing anything special. You know, he's uh, you know he's reviewing skateboard products. You know, on this episode and the next episode, him and his kid are just hanging out at the uh, hanging out at the swings. You know, the kid is playing on the swings and the dad's like, you know, filming him and they're just talking. And yeah. I'm like, oh, man, it's cute and it's nice. And, you know, it's, it's a it's a relationship that I'd love to have with my daughter. And I'm sure you love and do have with your son. But then you look down at the views and the views like one point three million views. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> what what is this? This is this is a complete and total it's, different it's thing. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And then my it, the thing that bugs me the most is the older generations, how much they shun our generations. And when you really look at it like side by side, apples to apples, like we're doing the same exact thing. It's just 
it's different because technology is here. Like they say, oh, all the old crafts have died. Like I used, I used to paint cars by hand. All right. Well, that guy that paints the car with the robot, he still has to have a skill and understand what buttons to press and what, how to mix the paint and how to load it and how to set up all the stuff and prepare it. He still has to have a skill just because it's a different skill than what you learned doesn't diminish the fact that it's a robot doing the physical part of the spring. He still has to learn all those skills and learn the trade. Like it's still a thing just because it's different. See, they like diminish everything and just write everything off that oh, it's just technology and robots. There's no jobs. There's no value to anything anyone's doing anymore. Like see, what, I, what, what I don't understand is I want to know where, what point did in our, in our culture, especially like I said, this way we're both Americans and this is kind of how we view the world from the, the lens of America. Um, yeah. At what point did we become, where, where did that line happen? to where you have a generation that looks down on the other generations for what they're doing and being innovative. Like, okay, this guy, this girl that's, that's opening up the toys and playing with them on camera and is making thousands of dollars a month or a year, whatever, you know, she's making good money. That's all she does. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, doing this and, you know, and they're, they're looking down on her for that. And I'm sitting here going, I'm blown away. This I, I I'm envious that I did. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I didn't and, do that eight years ago. I could be her. I could. Yeah. Do, I could fucking. And, and I, Kinder eggs. I'll open those fuckers. Yeah, and see, and then for me, and I'm I'm so supportive of it. Like you keep doing you. That's really awesome because you're doing something that you're not. You're not. You're not conforming to the status quo. You're not yeah. a corporate drone. You're not some middle management piece of shit. You know. You're not what our generation hated, but they look down on you, or excuse me, they're not what our parents' generation hated, but they look down on us for not being a part of that that same system. Like, yeah, I hated being a corporate dream. And that's I'm, a perfect segue to what I want to talk about for another part of support not being a parent. I wanted to cover the parenting part first, but also support, uh, especially in our community as a gaming community, like nobody's supporting each other there's so yeah. much segregation like i i'm xbox only i, I fuck playstation no i just because i play mainly on xbox if you like playstation and we've said this time and time again fucking play playstation dude do you if you like single player only do you if you like fucking if you like anime do you if you like fucking like whatever it is you like and nobody is supporting each other like it this is another thing that sucks, you know, not just the generation gap, even within our own generation, like directly across the board, same age, people are just like destroying and like hating on each other. And like, it's, it's obnoxious. Like it's really uh, systemic you, in this, you, in this industry. It's gross. And like, you can check my Twitter. I like all the time. I'm like, Oh, apex, apex, apex. And one out of every three tweets, I say, Hey, I really like Apex. If you like Fortnite, that's cool. I don't, but like, I'm not saying don't play Fortnite. Fortnite's dope. Do it. It's fucking awesome. It's blown up. Like, it's doing its thing. If you like it, fucking more power to you. Like, there's no reason to just because you like something and people don't like it. Like, I totally understand why people don't like Apex. Fucking, I 100% understand. I didn't like it last night either. I will say that I, I was the apex Facebook group that I'm in the connection issues was just was systemic. It wasn't just us. You know, we yeah, weren't the no, only ones that were having too. players 
Yeah, we weren't the only ones having players lag out when we were when we were top two. Yeah, so, yeah. I've, I've heard it was a lot of people, but yeah, like so. That's the other thing of like not just parenting, supporting closer to home. I wanted to start there, but I wanted to spread more to support your community. Support, even if it's somebody like you don't know. Like I'll get in a mood sometimes. Like I mean, especially on Twitter, that's pretty much where I'm at is on Twitter. But like you can check like. Sometimes I'll just go through Twitter and like there'll be somebody talking about fucking like losing weight or whatever. I'll be like, dude, you're fucking killing it. Like, I don't know who the fuck they are. I'm just out there spreading support. If they fucking see that and that makes their day, fucking that's that's all I was there to do. Like so some some chicks like got a new haircut. I'm like, dude, looks awesome. You're killing it. Like fucking like support people. Even if you people you don't know, just spread spread kindness and fucking like spread sunshine from your fucking social media not not fucking hate and fucking grossness <laughs> one of the things that i noticed um we've talked about this before um i'm i do i do different uh sci-fi conventions and yeah. kind of a, like a side aspect of the sci-fi conventions is there's a lot of people that are doing parody music and we we do it but there's people that are doing it professionally um and mm-hmm. there's a whole subculture on twitch that they just jump on during the day when they have a recording and they play their music on Twitch. And if you don't watch any of this, you absolutely should. But one of the things I've noticed, because I'm beginning, I follow a, a lot of different, um, a lot of different musicians on Twitch, is they'll have a, they'll have a streaming session where they'll sit and they'll play whatever music that they're that they're working on or whatever their situation is. And then we're like, okay, you know, I'm done. You know, my my day, my hours over. I've got to go to work or whatever. And Everyone I've come across, they'll say, hey, what is anybody see anybody else that's streaming right now that's that's playing music and like, oh, so and so's uh, playing music. Oh, OK, cool. Certain then that person will search that link and find that, you know, find that Twitch streamer and say, OK, we're all going to let's all go over to that Twitch streamer and you know, raid their raid their uh, their chat and, and show them some support, you know, and then everybody jumps over to that that chat and we're all listening to new music and there might be some music that from a musician that you've never heard of, or, you know, they might be playing, they may not be playing nerdy music. They might be playing covers of uh, other music. They might be just singing, you know, originals. And the amount of support and love in that community is yeah, unlike anything I've ever seen on Twitch. You know, because, you know, when you say, you know, I watch Twitch stuff on Twitch, you automatically think they're gamers. They might play League of Legends. You know, there might be the battle of who's most viewed. Is it Fortnite? Is it Apex? Is it whatever? And there's whole other subcultures on on Twitch that's people playing music. Um, I have a couple oh, yeah, of friends. Drawing. Yeah. Like, oh, I have a, I have a friend that she she crochets, and she yeah. you know, she might well, talk. Twitch is much more than gaming. <laughs> yeah, and and those communities are so. They're so. That's the funniest thing is the ones that aren't gaming are normally, and I'm not saying this about all. There are some really great gaming communities on Twitch and on Twitter and all over the place, but. That's the funny thing on Twitch. The ones that aren't gaming, like the the music stream, the art stream, the there's people that you know. I have a buddy on there who stole my name, Oreo, uh, but he is a photographer, a professional photographer, and he will get on Twitch and just edit his pictures. That that's what he's streaming, and like the support outside of gaming on Twitch is fucking ridiculous. It's so loving and nothing but nonstop, you know, spread the love and spread the wealth among all that home community. Like, Oh, this, this other chick also draws too. 
you should check her out. I'm like, it's crazy that outside of gaming, like, I don't want to badmouth like our gaming community, but we're giving ourselves a bad name. Like, oh, yeah, those guys are killing it, and we we just aren't. It's nothing but hate and freaking. You suck. You. <laughs> it, it's almost like we we've we've memed ourselves for the sake of being a meme because everybody talks about what it was like in like the old modern warfare lobbies and you know some of the you know the old cod lobbies of just how hateful and fuck your mom and i'm going to come to your home and rape your kittens while jerking off to dog porn and you're like what the fuck am i listening to and we just continue to just perpetuate that it's like you know the internet or the gaming community just has never grown up you know we're we're going to yeah. be forever this you know, we're going to be forever the 12 year old and it's, it's really strange. Uh, and yeah, it's we, not, we can definitely do a better job and we have, it's our responsibility to make it better. I just choose yeah, not to participate. Pod's responsibility to make it wait. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I want to address something cause I know everyone's going to say it or, or two people are going to say it, but like, I know people are going to be like, well, you were shitting on Podtacular last week. You weren't spreading the love. And I just want to say, I no, I genuinely, from my heart, think they are not enjoying it. I don't think they're enjoying it. And I honestly, if they're not enjoying it, they should stop. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it sounds like they're not having fun. Like, it sounds like they're at a desk job in a cubicle, and it just happens to be recorded. Like, that's what I'm saying. If that if that's just their tone and they are enjoying it, then more power to them. Keep make, making episodes and, and I'll shut up. It just, you know, like if you like listening to the Podtacular too, then more power to you. That's not what I'm saying. When, where we were coming from last week, like we checked it out because, you know, we're friends with the Podtacular people. And the one episode I listened to, like it, it hurt me coming from the early days. I was around Podtacular when they were in their, you know, uh, double digit episodes when it was the original cast, like, and now where it's at today, I just hope that it, it's, it's not being, you know, dragged to death and beaten a dead horse. Maybe, maybe, it, maybe it's not, maybe that's just, I just didn't understand the tone. Like, that's what I felt like. And like, I, you know, I don't know if I got back to him, but I was genuinely reaching out like guys, like if you're not having fun, just like stop, like well, change see- it up. We haven't said that. Change it up if yeah. it's not fun. Don't stop. I mean, change it up. Get a new guest. Do it differently. Or, I think or, my or quit I, talking about Halo. Like do yeah something. Well, else. I, I think my my piece of advice for them was you know it's okay to not have Halo on a Halo podcast, especially yeah. when you've got a podcast that they're putting out a weekly podcast on a franchise yeah. that really hasn't had anything new. Yeah, in three years, there hasn't been anything new. And we're not going to see anything new for another year and a half. And I, if that's what you got to do, not talk about Halo. I know that's your that's your favorite thing. I understand that. We're just saying you're going to run out of content fast. Like, Well, I think they already have run out of content. Even with this, this the, the Halo outpost thing going and what well, little bit of... they could talk about. But maybe yeah. only an episode or two. I don't see getting another year and a half's worth you know until the yeah. next thing or that that's all we're saying we're not saying like you guys are horrible and you, you do a bad podcast it used to be awesome i just think it, it's starting to not be awesome and legitimately sounds like they're in a cubicle and not having a good time and it, it, it to me it sounds like a job. do that 
Yeah. It, it very yeah. much sounds like it's a job that they're not happy with. They're either not got, they've either not gotten the promotion that they've wanted to have, or they just haven't gotten a raise in like three years. And they just yeah. realized they're resigned to never moving beyond the desk job. Yeah. You but know? they still want that paycheck. And to me, I totally get it. You still want that paycheck. And to Dustorm and the rest of them, that paycheck is the clout and the respect and the recognition you get from 343 and the ability to go to these shows and get backstage and talk to everybody. I get it. I get it. You want that paycheck. But I'm just saying, is it worth it? Will you, will you still get that paycheck if you don't talk about Halo? I don't know. I mean, and I, I follow them on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, so I see, you know, episode after episode and i'm pretty sure i haven't seen one in a long time that wasn't halo they're they're stuck so hard to their guns on halo and i think that's part of the problem like you were saying you don't you don't have to have halo on every single episode maybe just try that like i mean not that we're like podcast professionals or <laughs> or anything we're yeah well fuck that. <laughs> i stayed at the double tree <laughs> oh no that's way better than mine uh, well, yeah, it's we're just throwing a life preserver trying to help you stay afloat because it, it feels like you're drowning. That's all we're saying. Yeah. But now, I, I want to see everything in this community get bigger because the more, the more this community grows, and I'm not just talking Halo, I'm talking gaming in general Xbox, PC, mobile, yeah, esports. I don't ESPN. care. That's another yeah. thing when esports was on ESPN the other day. How many sports people were like, "Ugh, what is this? You guys just watch this? And I, I, we've all heard the fucking joke a million times. Uh, you just sit on your ass and watch Ben Roethlisberger throw a football. Can you throw a fucking football? Like, it's the same thing, but that's, it's also not the same thing because, well, I don't know. It absolutely is the same thing. I mean, it really <laughs> it is. is. I mean, it is absolutely the exact same thing. And I, I, uh, to this day, I feel we're slightly better, even though we're not perfect. I feel we are slightly better than the sports part of thing because the amount of hate they spread is much worse than what the gaming does. Yeah. G- gaming's not perfect. We're not where the art Twitch streams are yet, spreading love, but we're like in the middle. Art's like pure love. Sports players are nothing but hate amongst each other. You don't like my team. You don't like this guy. Fuck you. Buh, buh, buh. Like, and then we're like in the middle where we have a bunch of hate, but also a bunch of love. Like we're just getting better and bigger every year. Like you said, I, I just want to see it grow more money. I want to see us on ESPN. I want to see MLG do big things. I want to see. Fucking- when we and- saw Ninja on, yeah. on the uh, Super Bowl for that halftime show or yeah, the, uh, the commercial, whatever commercial with the Doritos commercial, whatever it was, when yeah. we saw like, a, that's, that's huge. That he was ninja is popular because he has better hand eye coordination than most other people. You yeah. Know? And that's it. <laughs> Not than all, than most. Just yeah, yeah, just than most. You know, and, and he's able to yeah. have he has a good personality and he's a smart business person. He he you know, he's a perfect storm he, of things that made him good at playing a video game of manipulating yeah. manipulating pixels. And we got to see him on a Super Bowl commercial. That's when our our community is beginning to become, you know, modernized and become, you know, more recognized. And we're yeah, slowly thanks, stepping out of the shadows. That's a big it's thing. Awesome. Yeah. It, thanks to him and Fortnite and a few other things kind of 
it, it's crazy when it all comes together. One of these episodes, and I think we've said this before, we have to talk about how it all went down. Like, not only how Ninja got big, but how, how Fortnite got big and the whole domino effect. I mean, how much time we got, Craig? 20 minutes. We got like 50, we got like 18 minutes. Uh, well, so I, I think guess we cool. can talk about it if we want to shuffle if we want to shuffle to it. But yeah. well, I, I think I think that what's helping us arrive as a mainstream concept is gaming. You know, their their football teams and basketball teams, professional level teams, have been banning their players from playing oh, yeah. Fortnite from playing. Yeah, on on nights before the games because the yeah. the, the players <laughs> are staying up. They're staying up all night playing Fortnite and they're not sleeping or they're late to practice because they're playing Fortnite. They're not coming out of the dressing rooms and the changing rooms and the locker rooms because they're too busy sitting there playing Fortnite, you know, or they're playing PUBG on their phone and they're not playing. That's, you know, that's as, as negative as that is towards our, towards our community. It is helping to legitimize us because these guys would, instead of, doing what's making them millions of dollars they yeah, would rather they'd play games they'd rather be up all night playing fucking Fortnite. and well, that's it's amazing that we've come from freaking 10 years ago when you know gaming started to become kind of a thing and it wasn't just you know a ball bouncing across the screen like and it was it was known as nerdy it was nerdy culture it wasn't cool you know jocks didn't play like they, they just couldn't you couldn't you couldn't do that you're gonna be a loser. You're gonna be a nerd. You're gonna play video games. Nah, bro, I'm gonna toss some balls with my bros, you know? Uh, like, and it's come from that to where now it's so cool and so legitimate. And like, there's people literally worshiped. There's people like Ninja that have more social media interaction than the next top five athletes on Twitter. Like, like athletes, not, not just esports, you know, name recognition. Like, You've got that, and then you legitimize it, and then it's on, you know, daily news and the morning shows and ESPN, and they're all talking about, you know, it it as an actual thing, and now it's a cool thing, and now it's so cool that literally everyone is doing it, and they're having problems at schools and uh, and out on we, the field. <laughs> you know what gets me though? What gets me with this is you're right. You know, we've been a nerd culture for decades, and you have. <laughs> you have professional athletes that are getting in trouble with their coaches and their, and the people writing their checks for playing video games and they're, they're legitimizing it by doing it. But you know, as well as I do 10 years ago, like you said, they, they would have been ostracized for playing those video games, but you know, they were doing it anyway. These guys that are, these guys, yeah, these guys that are getting in trouble with their coaches for not showing up to practice because they were up all night playing Fortnite. They didn't just start playing video games, you know, a year ago. They've been playing video games, you know, oh, yeah, for, forever. You know now, forever. Now they'll admit it when asked. <laughs> yeah, now they're admitting it. And that that's what I think is fun is, you know, it's they're beginning to you're hearing about it more often and it's becoming more in front of the in front of the news. When this it was like this all along. You know, there is no such thing as a nerd cult culture with video gaming because everybody plays a video game. If you have a game on your phone, if you have a console, if you have a tablet, anything, if you're playing Candy Crush. You're a fucking gamer, you know, whether whether you want yeah. to admit it or not and whether we as a community want to accept that. And that's something we could do a whole episode on just that is people having to under, accept the fact that if you're playing Candy Crush or Pokemon Go or any of the any of the mobile games that are out there, you know, we have to accept it. 
you're still gaming. You're still gaming. You're still a gamer. And there's so many people that I've met that's like, no, 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 I, I can't. I'm not associating with these people. You know, they're not they're not real gamers. I'm like, well, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. They're just they're just, you know, low level. They're they're just they've only had their first gateway drug. And <laughs> yeah, we're we're fucking strung out on benders. They're yeah, just they now starting to dabble. to our level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're 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 still buying the fruity drinks and they're like, I don't know, just pour me whatever. And we're you know, we roll up and we know exactly what we want. We know the year that we want it from, and we can tell you the aromas and the bouquet of the smells. You know, mm-hmm. we know. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all fucking addicts and we're all trying to get our fix. Yeah, pretty much. It it's nuts. I'm I'm I love it though. I love that it's growing and and finally recognized by everyone because everyone's known about games. They act like it didn't exist. They didn't even want to talk about it. Like it was a no. gro- gross word you couldn't say. Video games. Like it it was never mentioned. I'd like. I, I wish I had that stat like in front of me when video games were mentioned ever on the news ever yeah. before like they never mentioned it before even even at you know disasters or shootings or or violent altercations or anything no mention of video games until video games is popular you know and i'm not talking this year like all of a sudden this year they started blaming games now i'm talking you know yeah. a few years ago now, video but, video games have been blamed for you know violence since the early 90s it really yeah. honestly since since when, about when it when it took when, off and like started becoming a thing right not the level it is today but as soon as it was in the limelight people knew what it was and they could blame it and it's going to get blamed you know we've <laughs> finally been able to push that stigma away and i think that was like the first big step in the gaming culture of becoming more mainstream is when we are beginning to accept the fact that it has you know this kid that decided to shoot up his school it had nothing to do with mortal kombat none no, nothing no you know, no, I mean, if it did, I want to see what fucking games Genghis Khan was playing, because that dude was fucking nuts. Yeah. The shit he was doing and cutting off people's ears, and <laughs> fucking raping entire villages, and the way he would—you don't want to know. Look it up if you want to know. He's done some ridiculous oh, shit. I think that, he was not that, playing video games. <laughs> yeah, the big difference that is taking a long time for people outside the gaming industry to understand, and I keep—I always reference back to it. Video game is about escapism. It's not it's not creating the reality for yourself. It's going to a different reality. That's why game yeah. video games will have no effect on, you know, systemic violence and in, in especially the American culture. It has nothing and to do with why, it. Yeah, before video games, TV shows and movies were blamed. But those are the exact same thing, just in smaller chunks, because you know, you'd have to wait and maybe once a week you'd watch a 30 minute program or you know once or maybe twice a month you'd go see an hour long movie and then they would blame that oh it's causing violence we need to fix these ratings and like all this stuff no it's a form of escapism i want to forget about my cubicle job i want to forget about the fucking factory or forget about i I just want to live in this other little universe for a couple hours and just forget about everything you know watch a movie it's the same thing with video games except to much more uh much deeper extent because now it's interactive. Now you're part of the movie. You're, you're playing a role in the movie and that's why it's so much deeper. So much more important in my opinion. (laughs) And and between, between that and one of the things that I think was a great thing for the gaming industry moving forward is the Nintendo Wii. You know, the Nintendo Mm. Wii is probably one of the most greatest underrated 
consoles, gaming platforms, I think ever. Because not only was it a way for you to play video games and, and for entertainment, I used to work yeah. for a medical equipment company, which put me in going into nursing homes on a regular basis. There were <laughs> there were boomer, the, the late, the early boomers and the World War II generation and that had reached in you know, a nursing home stage that couldn't go out and do things. But what were they doing? They were playing Wii really? Bowling. Wii yep. Bowling. And I was... Wii I remember what and the, Nintendo in general are great at gapping the bridge. That's a game that kids and adults can play. Yeah. Kids and adults cannot play Call of Duty together. Kids and no. adults can play Wii Bowling together. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was shocked. I remember the first time I went into one of the nursing homes and they were having a community event where they were having a, they were having a bowling tournament. And <laughs> everyone was... I mean, it, it was... On a Friday night at my apartment when I was in college, it was required that you showed up for uh, our Halo 2 tournaments. And you would show up with a game system, one of those little mini TVs, or a six-pack or a case of beer, and you played. And we took this shit fucking seriously, and you got seven days of bragging until the next Halo get-together the next Friday night. And we took that shit seriously. I went into that like activity room of that nursing home and that exact same environment existed in that nursing home that the nurses had taken it seriously. The patients had taken it seriously. There was fucking doctors that were there on, that were there on staff at the nursing home. They were all in there and they were taking that shit seriously. And I just, I stood there in awe of like this, there's this two generations of people, the, the boomer generation and the greatest generation that shunned, our generation for playing video games and i'm pretty sure that if that fucker could have gotten out of his wheelchair when he lost he would have beat the piss out of the guy that beat him (laughs) and i was like this is awesome you know it it gives them activity gaming (laughs) yeah it gave them it gave them the ability to to have some type of uh community activity that they were all emotionally invested in and physically invested in and yeah, it, probably got their hearts going a little bit because like fucking yeah. bowl of strike right now. I mean, it doesn't get your heart going like Apex, but <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want to kill them, Oreo. You know, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Just want them to pump up a little bit, and then when they get their pudding later that night, fucking do. <laughs> yeah, but imagine, imagine what that, imagine what that's going to be like when we when we reach that age and what oh, gaming. I was going to say that how like. It, like right now, I feel like the, the next generation coming up, like like our kids, right now the hotness that everyone wants to be, it feels like gaming. I want to be a professional gamer. I want to game. Like, not everybody. I mean, there's still, you know, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a teacher. I feel like a hotness that everyone is focused on, or a majority is focused on, is gaming. Because they're all watching YouTube. And one of the biggest things on YouTube, YouTube gaming is huge. It's a huge part of YouTube. It's a majority of their their views and hours is gaming stuff. Um, I forget the percentage. I think it holds like a 60, 65% of all content on YouTube. The biggest view numbers are gaming. But like, and right now with gaming, what's it going to be? What's it going to be in, in 30 years? It might not be gaming. But again, as long as you support your kids or whatever they're doing and they're, you know, they want to be part of the, the robot farms, like right on, go, go be a farmer out on the robot farms, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. 
Yeah, but yeah, nah, that's nah, gaming. Gaming is revolutionary, man. It, it's it really is, and we're not even we haven't even scratched the surface of yeah, of what of what, yeah, what we're what we're capable of. You know, I just watched last weekend. Finally, got around to watching Ready Player One, and it's really good. It's it was really good. if you're a gamer. My my aunt watched it and said it was awful. If you're a gamer and you you were around for all that nostalgic stuff, like the nostalgia effect, the 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 most nostalgia you'll ever see in any piece of art ever is well, in and, Ready Player One. <laughs> and not only the nostalgia of it, which there was a fuck ton of it, and I loved all of that. It was it you know once again it referenced escapism because that's what they were doing. You know yep. they and escape your escape your slums and enjoy life and and I I think the the most relatable part of that whole movie was well you don't share your real name with them you know I, and i looked at it i looked at it for me you know i've gamed with so many people over the years and i've got the the opportunity to meet in person a handful of them and i know yeah. their real name you know i i'm friends with them on facebook i talk to them face to face but i will always introduce them as well, this is their you know, as their gamer tag. Hey, this is so and so. This is Oreo. You know, yeah. you and I were to go out somewhere together. You know, I, I would be hey Oreo, hey Oreo. You know, because it's just that's how I know you. Yeah, that's, and, that's part of the whole yeah the whole I, thing. Yeah, I thought that I, th- I thought that was a really unique concept. And then they're like, oh, you know, my name, you know, my real name is this, and it was just like. Like well, that, yeah, that was that was really that movie. Yeah, I, I've I've watched it once. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and watch one, it again. The one big dude was the super cool black lady. Yeah. Like spoiler yeah. alert, I guess. That's old yeah. enough. You've seen it by now. Yeah. But that movie I, was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I watched it. I was just sat there and I was like, this is this is honestly, I mean, without the without the main plot points of the movie like happening, but I can definitely see, you know, there being this world being created where you can escape into it and do whatever you want to do, play whatever game you want to do. And everything's interconnected, and it's all done from the comfort yeah. of your home, you know, or the uncomfortableness of your home. Uh, yeah. And it's so cool too, because like you wonder if that's what it's going to be like in twenty, thirty years—a completely like a, a total world that everyone can be a part of virtually, not just like oh, I'm going to get on and play, you know, Apex and shoot some things. No, you can literally go into a, a world that has everything shooters and driving and stores and everything in the one thing and every single person you know a majority of people are are playing it it's crazy yeah yeah it's it's really cool and i i i enjoyed that movie and that was that was a really powerful movie and i couldn't believe i didn't watch it sooner uh yeah but yeah that speaking of i i guess this will be my cream of the week not ready player one but my favorite movie of the year by far, which it sucks that it didn't do better because again, people weren't supporting it. Everyone talked shit before the movie was even out before people had even seen it. Just the idea of it. People were talking shit on it. it it's, it's appalling that, you know, you would dare to undermine anything James Cameron would touch. Like, <laughs> but, no, that's uh, I know we got a, we got a couple minutes left according to Craig, but yeah, my cream of the week, and I already have it. Don't ask Cal. Don't worry about it. But it comes out on 
video uh, comes out on DVD, I think next week. So you'll be able to pick it up. Uh, but Alita, Alita Battle Angel. Oh, man. Alita. Alita was one of the best fucking movies I've seen in a long time. And I'm biased going into it because Christoph Waltz is one of my f- all-time favorite actors. He's in my top three favorite actors of all time. Anything he's in, no matter how ridiculous or stupid or good, I, I don't care. If he's in it, I go see it. That's why I went and saw Alita. Other th- it looked kind of cool. But I was like, oh, Christoph Waltz? Yeah, okay. I'm going to go see it. I don't give a shit. Christoph Waltz is in it. He fucking killed it. Um, uh, what's her name? Is it, It's not Ashley, is it? What's her name that plays Alita? I'm going to have to look it up because I'm, I'm not yeah. going to say oh, it without... Uh, uh, live Rosa? Google search. Yeah, live Google search real quick. Yeah, Rosa. Rosa played the absolute... <laughs> nuts. The, she played the shit out of Alita incredible i mean there's all kinds of other people that showed up and surprise uh cameos and stuff but that movie was so fucking good and again it it was like escapism and this and that and all the people you know you want to get up there and do that thing and everything i'm not going to say any spoilers because i'm sure a lot of you haven't seen it and it's so unfortunate that so many people before they even saw it all anyone talked about is her eyes and her eyes i mean i'm not even talking about i watch some anime i don't watch that much no, I've seen yeah, that, that's what really confused people with that movie is anime is so niche that yeah. well, that's they, talk, they're not that big compared to if you look at actual anime the horizon aren't that big and they're not that bad and you barely notice it after the first 20 seconds I bet you if they never put that as a part of this as, as, uh, 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 excuse me if they never made that a part of the aesthetic of that movie yeah it, like I just looked it up Rotten Tomatoes gave it 60% you know, I bet you, if, <laughs> I agree, I agree. Um, 95% I bet, of Google users yes. like this movie. That's what I you bet need you, to look at. <laughs> I bet you if they, if you would have taken the eyes, air quote, out of the equation, I bet you that Rotten Tomato score would have been probably the low 80s. Yeah, that's Just, all anyone talks about, and it's yeah. all people that haven't seen the movie. It's, it's so unfortunate that you, you narrow it down to, oh, her eyes are weird, I can't see it. Oh, okay. It's one of the best movies of all time with some of the best CGI that, you know, has come out because it's a new movie. I mean, obviously, it's going to have the best technology, the best CGI. It had a 200 and they say 200, but I heard it was 210, $210 million budget. Like, (laughs) it's no joke. Like, they spent a lot of money on it. But but good CGI doesn't mean a good movie that uh, what was that one? Mortal Engines. I'm sorry. That that was garbage. That was a terrible movie. There, there's about 187 things wrong with that movie from beginning to end. And yeah, they, spent like they, they spent like 160 million, and uh, he didn't direct it, but they had Peter Jackson's name because he was a producer. The same thing with Alita; they had James Cameron's name. He didn't do anything. He didn't direct it. He was a producer. Uh, but like, it's so unfortunate. Mortal Engines didn't do that great. They lost money. Uh, I think they lost like 80 million. <laughs> Alita made money. It's just, I don't know if they made enough money to make a second one, which is really unfortunate because it was fantastic. Like I've been counting down the days. Uh, this is part of the fact why I already have it because I've been seeking it out. The second it was available to me on my networks, uh, I have it. I'm probably going to watch it either tonight or tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I'm not waiting for it to come out on DVD. I'll, I'll probably still buy it on DVD to support it. Again, support the things that you like. Uh, 
fuck it. Alita is so good. You need to watch it. Uh, and I guess a slight leak into last week. I wanted to tell you this because I don't know if you, I told you yet, Q. Uh, I had a couple people. One of the number ones I wanted to say is J Rock. You know J Rock. Yeah. Drunken Halo kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He said, yo, thanks for the We're Alive podcast recommendation. I've been binge listening to it since you, you mentioned it last week. It's absolutely fantastic. He told me that, and I was like, oh, yeah, cool. He listened. He's probably like, I don't know, five, ten hours in or whatever. And I was asking him. He's already on season three. He's already almost done. <laughs> he said he can't stop listening to it. And him and I were talking about it on Twitter, and I think I got a few more people's, people interested in it. So, I mean... I know that was my cream of the week last week, but I just want to mention it again because I re-downloaded it. I just started listening to it again. Uh, I guess if you if you can't watch Alita because of her anime eyes, at least go listen to We're Alive. There's no anime eyes to look at. <laughs> well, let's see. My uh, cream yeah. of the week. Uh, I'm... We, didn't a, we didn't get a Rob Squeak of the week. Oh man, I'll check the email. What's your what's your cream of the week? My cream of the week, yeah, I haven't got to look into it too much yet because it's just now it just got released. But there was some there's some folks on the interwebs that uh took fifth edition D D and melded it for Mass Effect, and they've made a Mass Effect D D using the fifth edition rule set where you could play and live inside the Mass Effect universe. And that's pretty fucking exciting that we're starting to see. Uh, now that once again we're seeing gaming come to this, you know, coming to the forefront and becoming more popular in society, that we're we're getting an expanded on old school gaming systems like the D and D rule sets and the D and D gaming system. Uh, you know, those that those yeah. that know that you know those that know you know I play the um, uh, the Star Wars RPG game. Got got Oreo a little bit of game time in it. He had a good time. Um, there's all kinds of different ways to explore your favorite types of genres and your favorite types of uh, uh, of fantasy universes or sci-fi universes. Uh, so my career of the week is definitely going to go towards the expansions on the D&D uh, core rule sets. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically the Mass Effect one? I never played yeah. the Mass Effect video games. I haven't played any of them, so I can't say anything. Storyline. Storyline's good. I mean, that's that's the... That's what they do. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not that 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 universe. I'm not like big into that universe like I am, say you know, say the Star Wars or Halo franchise. But you know, they tell a good story, and that's really the important part. Well, let's see. You must have checked the email. Yeah, I did. I I listened. Rob to... sent some stuff in three days ago, and he said email rules, social media rules, because Facebook won't let me add attachments. He sent in two voice clips. Did you listen to these? What are these? <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, I listened to them. I definitely feel like um there's an order. Let me let me pull the let me pull it up here where it's gonna pick spot. There's an order. Um yeah, you need to listen to the great job guys. That one you need to listen to that one. We need to play that one first. And okay. then the great uh, job guys. Yeah, and then immediately roll into the next one. Uh okay. to, right, to well, well, that's our cream of the week, and so here is Robowski's squeak of the week. <laughs> I haven't heard this. Apparently, Q has, so we're going to listen to it. We're going to do it live. Okay, we're doing it live. <laughs> we're doing it live. So let me just play this right here. All right. 
I just want to give a shout out to my favorite new podcast. My step is a little hoppier. And I now average about a, eh, 18 out of the 24 hours a day with a big old hard on. <laughs> I've been sharing this podcast with all my friends. and They are loving it too. Best freaking podcast ever. I'll admit because The Walking Dead, I've been a little bit, a little bit zombied out. But now my love for the dead has been invigorated. We're live is freaking awesome. Great job, guys. This is Robowski, and I'm out. <laughs> I was like, I know, the first like 10 seconds, I was like, I know he's not talking about us. I wonder <laughs> if he's talking about we're alive, because it literally is fucking incredible. It's amazing. I'm glad I'm, glad I'm bringing more people in, because... Before this, a few years ago, when I first discovered it, I only got one other person to listen to it. Uh, but now I'm glad I'm bringing more of you guys in. And I can't wait till you get to that part where you're going to cry like a fucking little bitch. Because you are. I'm sorry. There's no person that if you get that far and invested, I'm not going to tell you where it is, but it's towards the end. There's some shit that fucking, I don't want to say too much, but fucking... Wow, I'm glad I'm glad some more of you were coming on board and fucking getting to know some of these characters and fucking I was thinking about it the other night. I'm like, man, there's so many good characters. You got fucking Tito is fucking awesome. And you got Sal and you got fucking you got fucking Skittles. Skittles is one of my favorite. Skittles, it's not really a spoiler alert because he just shows up all of a sudden and you find out immediately. But Skittles, he has something a, a little wrong upstairs. He's kind of weird. He's I don't know what's going on. But Skittles shows up and he's supposed to help them, but he want he doesn't even know his name. Like he's lost it upstairs. He's lost his marbles, and they found out he likes Skittles. So they're like, all right, we'll fucking call him Skittles. And he's fucking funny, dude. <laughs> uh, fuck, man. There's so many good characters. But yeah, I mean, you heard it from Rob and me again for a second week. My cream and a half, I guess. Uh, but yeah. Let's see. What's this other one he sent in, Q? <laughs> now, without any introduction, just play the next one. Okay. Let's pull this up. Hold on. Okay. Okay, so this is a bit awkward. <laughs> um, I sent a voicemail to the wrong podcast, so I guess I had to say something about you guys. Um, PixPod is a podcast. They record conversations. Well, actually, Craig does all the work. He's like the dad big bot. Not only does he record, edit, and post the show, I have sources telling me that he's fully potty trained Oreo and Q-Stick, all while making sure that they are dressed and ready for when the short bus picks them up for school every day. <laughs> P.S. I spent like five hours writing and recording my episode 50 voicemail. And yes, I enjoy my own voice because it's sexy. Uh, anyways, Star Wars sucks. This is Robowski, and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob, I see you. All right, yeah, you must have sent that to the. I think it's. I don't know what the word alive. I think it's like we're alive at Gmail, or uh, it might also be go fuck yourself. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if we're alive. I wonder if we're alive is already um, taken on Gmail. Because if it's not, I'm going to go ahead and take it. I assume they are. And I guess 
a secondary plug. I'm going to say real quick on we're alive. Uh, they have a new thing coming out, like literally here in the next month or so it's called gold rush. And it's in the same universe as we're alive, but I don't know if it's before or after the, the events that take a lo- place during the original we're alive, which started 10 years ago, 2009 is when they released that original podcast. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, that's another thing why it reminded me because I saw them talking about it on social media. And so that's why it reminded me last week to, to tell everyone to listen to the greatest audio drama ever put down that broke all kinds of records. I think it still holds audio drama records by a long shot. But uh, yeah, so hurry and listen to We're Alive <laughs> so you can get on, the, on this new, oh, it's coming out in September. I just looked it up, live Google. Coming out in September. It's called We're Alive Gold Rush. Uh, and they claim it's it's their best audio drama yet. So better than the original. I don't know. It's in the same universe. I'll, I'll find out if it's before or after. And I'll let you guys, guys know. But yeah, you have, you have a chance to go listen to it. I don't think Q's listened to it yet. But he's been busy traveling and stuff. So we'll give him a pass. Yeah, not yet. I got to finish up listening to um, First Strike. The, the the third Halo book. Once I listen, okay. once I'm done listening to it, I'm gonna kick over and start listening to those. Yeah, well, if you go into it as hard as J Rock, apparently it only takes you a few days to get to season three. I don't know how he did that because like like I told you, there's like there's like 68 hours or something, and he's already like almost done. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just fall into it hard. But anything else? I know, Craig, we're we're done. Uh, anything else? Uh, uh, no, I don't, I can't think of anything. You got any final thoughts? <laughs> no, I think we're done. Let's go play some Apex. All right. Well, uh, bye pigs. Bye Q. Bye Rio. All right. Fuck you, Rob. We're alive. A story of survival. Did I shoot the engine block? Ah, uh, no, it looks fine. Just, uh, just need to find the keys. Oh, God. <coughs> Where's this guy's leg? <laughs> oh, got it. Free. Waiting on you. Oh, man. The feed's messed up. The what? Must have got screwed up when we got hit. We leave it? No, get the truck over here. I can't tell. They found them. Why uh, even want to know what that is? Give me a hand. Load it in the bed. How's it busted? Feet shot. Can't load a belt. Fix it? Shit, I don't know. Grab the other ammo box. That's it! Get in! Drive! Drive! What the fuck is that? No, no, no! I'm flying! Not moving! He's got a ass! Throw it in reverse!
We're Alive, a story of survival.